Bam. All right. We are back. So today's guest is Mabel. Let me read a little bit about Mabel to you. Mabel Pun is a master healer trainer. She is also a holistic therapist who is certified in aromatherapy, Thai massage therapy, cupping therapy, Reiki master level, life coaching, sound healing, meditation, and various styles of yoga teaching. She's helped individuals find their specific missions in life and equip them with necessary power and tools along the way. Her students and clients include healthcare professionals and energy healers of all kinds. She channels celestial teachings, high vibrational healing, and special attunements, integrating with numerous modules to take care of all aspects of your well-being, synchronizing physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual awareness into the state of peacefulness towards ascension. Now that's now let's bring in Mabel and um, let's see what she has to say. Hey. Hello, okay. Mabel. I am trying to turn around with the camera. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Nope. <laughs> nice to see you. It's a very nice floor. Nice to see you. It's kind of funny hearing you reading my bill towards me. It's like, yeah, <laughs> someone talking about me. <laughs> it's a funny feeling because usually, like when I when we see clients, we we talk about themselves. But now it's like, okay, I am switching position now. So I'm listening to you. <laughs> what oh. do you have for me? You're like my coach today now. <laughs> Well, it's um, today is not about me. It's it's all about you. It's about you sharing mm-hmm. because, like, listen. There's a lot of individuals and there's a lot of bios and yes, you know, people have achieved a lot of milestones, whatever it is in their life. But the thing that I'm always curious to know is their story. Like, where did you start? How did this become a something? Like, tell me about your childhood, growing up, like your story that led you onto this path, because I believe in there holds the key of inspiration to so many individuals. Mm, yes. Um, there's so many different points in my life that can, you can say it's a start, but it's also an ongoing point, right? Mm-hmm. And to find a start is really hard. I think like the moment I was born or even before I was born or in many previous life, there was like many, 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 many starts way beforehand. Right. But I just realized at one point when I, when I was still very heavy and dense and very um, much in my suffering, when, when there's a time when I feel like I'm fed up with one thing, then I change. Mm-hmm. So I guess like I am kind of born with this natural yearning for change to keep me going. Otherwise, I would have already died a long time. <laughs> and uh, I think like what you read of my bio is the light side of my bio and I have a dark side of my bio, which mm-hmm. I was chronically depressed for a long time. I was suicidal for over a decade. I, I was all over the place. I had a lot of uh, physical ailments and conditions that um, considered incurable in the medical world, but it's not enough to kill me right away. Like it's not mm-hmm. one of those terminal illness, but it's incurable. So it's really interesting. It's like I have a lot of things that come with my life contract, but also was built in with the skills to handle them at least one point after the other. So it's to keep me survive and keep on going until to the point that I don't want to just stay in survival mode. I want to be more proactive than being dragged by life. 
then that mechanism also kick in to help me switch myself from being dragged the passive mole like most people are doing that you have pain show up so you try to find a cure and let the pain go away but more like now I'm in a mode of okay I am going after the pain if、mm-hmm. I have a pain actually before it shows up I would like hey pain come here let me see what you are <laughs> and then we resolve each other from there so、um, my life is pretty intense in a sense because I when I was five years old I think that that's the probably、um, the More tangible start that if you describe as a start is the moment I saw my mother kill herself in front of my face,、mm. right? So I was five years old, and my mother committed suicide alongside with me. And people often say I'm so fortunate that I did not die with her because she was turning on the natural gas without the flame, right? So supposedly we should all die together, but I did not. So I often wonder when I get to some point in my life that was so extremely heavy and intense, I would always come back to this comment of people saying that, "Oh, you didn't die with your mother; it's a miracle." If that was a miracle being executed on me, that must be for a reason, right? If I'm still here and I'm not gone yet, like my mother, it must be for a reason. What is the reason for me to stay alive? In this place, in this time,、mm-hmm. right? So I will keep searching. If even at the darkest time and the most helpless time of my life, physically, emotionally, or in whatever situation I was in, I will come back to this quest. That okay, if I'm still not gone here, where I know I have the full power to just take my life right now in this moment, and I did not do it, and and it did not happen. So what? Is the next thing that I need to be existing for, and that keep me going. Another one, another one, another one, another one. So that's always come back to my clients too. Sometimes I I do handle some suicidal clients because I have the experience, right? I always ask them the same question, right? You have all the resources, you have all the power, you have all the ability to take your life right now, but you didn't. Even though you think you want to, but what keeps you? What keeps you hanging in there from the soul level that you know very well, not necessarily consciously, but more like a subconscious knowing that I cannot go yet. I still need to be here. What is that thing? Right. Most likely, that is your mission in life that keeps you hanging in there. So when you come back to the basic of your existence, what keeps you alive? What keeps you existing? Then everything else is not as important as you think they are. So my mother's、uh, suicidal action was a very huge impact on me, which I had resented for many years.、Hmm. But th- through that resentment, also learned a lot of、um, experiences, right? And how to resolve the resentment and anguish、uh, thoughts. And the powerless feeling, abandonment, and all of these throughout the years. It 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 wasn't easy. Nothing is easy. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't easy. But it's everything is possible. Everything is possible, especially when you think it's impossible. I really like this Facebook post. It always come on to my mind very visually. I am P O S S I B L E. Impossible, right? I am possible. <laughs> 
Like when you think that is impossible, it's actually another way. You switch it around, you see it from a different angle, you take it apart. It's I am possible. Everything is possible.、Mm-hmm. Just to have to look at it differently. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I see a lot of hearts there. <laughs> yeah, it it takes a lot of.、Um, Uh, self-realization and also a lot of times that you really have to come into stillness to realize. Like, and if you talk about another point of changing my life is when I was very injured at one point before I became yoga teacher, which is somewhere around thirty-seven, eight years old.、Uh, in case you don't know, I'm forty-seven right now, <laughs> so it was like、uh, almost a decade ago. When I was in a career where it hurts me so much that I have injuries from head to toe, it, everything, like everything that you know and don't know, you all all of a sudden you realize, oh, I I didn't even know I have so many joints in the body and they all aching at me.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was at one point actually bedridden for for two incidents, like、uh, bulge disc, and then so I have to lie down in bed. The first one is ten days bedridden, the second one is fourteen days. And I was 38 years old, right, going into 40. You know, in the normal people mindset, it's like, like if you if you're doing a profession, right, up to 40 years old, you most likely retired with it. So I was in that moment when I was like bedridden. I couldn't even toss and turn on my bed. I was totally shivasana all time, all the time, forced the shivasana. <laughs> But in that moment, you really have to face yourself. When you have nothing else you can do, I couldn't even pull up my head to look at the TV. I couldn't even have a screen next to me that I can turn my head to. I couldn't even move anything. Then you just have to face yourself. There's no other choices. So I asked myself, like, because、um, for being suicidal for a long time, and also witnessed my mother's. Option of killing herself. You know, when a five-year-old, right? She has no judgment. She has no knowledge of what is right or what is wrong. She saw her mother killing herself, and her pain disappeared from her life because her mother disappeared, right? So the mother chose to eliminate the pain by killing herself, and it happened. For that girl, this is an option, right? So I hope no one judged that. It's just like, and then also I want to say to a lot of people: if you have friends that who are suicidal, do not judge the suicidal act. Because we see things differently, we do see it as an option, and it's a valid option for some reason. It's because it's valid. That's why we become suicidal. It's a valid option. So I saw it as a valid option when I'm in this total stillness. Now I have a few options in front of my face. Heal myself, keep on doing the supreme profession, and foresee that by 60 I will be all broken. Very easy to see. Very logical, right? I'm 38. I'm already quite broken. Broken, right? Half broken. So if I keep doing the same thing, probably by the time when I retire or before even I retire, I will be totally broken. Number two is kill myself right now because I can see the dead end. Number three is change and do something else. Right. So evaluating this three at the moment, I have at the time four kids already. Right. I have sworn to myself when my, like after going through my mother's death, being the child, being left behind from that death,、mm-hmm. when I had my kids, I sworn to my kids that I would not abandon them, at least until 
they're in their adulthood, right? This is something that I promised them secretly. They didn't know.、Uh, I don't know if they're watching right now. <laughs> But when they're when they were born, I promised them that because I know I can actually kill myself in any day, out of no reason. That's that's how bad it was at the time. So I shouldn't say bad. No judgment. That's like the truth at the time. So I promised my kids secretly. Each and every one when they're born, I will be at least be with you until I see you grow up and as as an adult that you can sustain yourself before I leave this world. Unless there are other situations that I cannot control whatsoever, but I promise you that in in within my control I'll be with you. So the killing myself option is not there anymore. Not the dumb that. Now in front of me is keep on doing what I'm doing and let myself be broken after sixty or whatsoever, or change myself. Okay, so I want to change. How do I change? I didn't even know. At that time, I wasn't a therapist. I wasn't even informed enough about my own body. That's why I hurt myself, right? If I know this is gonna hurt myself, I wouldn't even start to do it, right? So I wasn't informed. I wasn't educated. I wasn't whatsoever. So I start the education, right? From the in theory injury that I had, I went to the chiropractor three times a week, each time three hours. Yeah, and the chiropractor become my one of my earliest teacher. And at one point, he actually was like, "Mabel, do you want to take four years of chiropractic and I pass on <laughs> the clientele to you because he wants to retire?" I was like, "No, I don't want to sit in one place and seeing everybody in the same space all together all the, all the time." But that's I try. But anyhow, that intense. And I, when I was three hours in. The chiropractor clinic. I didn't just lie down and do nothing because my goal was to educate myself about my body. Why do I have that pain? Why do I have? Why? Why? Why would the、uh, the, the doctor would do this on me when I tell him that I have pain、mm-hmm. there? So I ask him a lot of questions. That's why he loved me so much. <laughs> That's why he showed me his like big bible of anatomy with thousands of muscles and 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 bones and stuff and and teach me things. So that's how I started. Like people think, like education has to be very serious, have to be very formal. You must get a piece of paper afterwards to show that you know something. But let me tell you, being number one, being a yoga teacher, out of all the studio that I taught, only one fitness place asked me for credential. All the others were either that by、um, referral or by seeing my demo and talk to me in person. Or saw my practice and they hire me. It's it's me that they're buying into, not the piece of paper. Now I'm not saying that credential is not good. I'm just saying that don't believe too much that you must have that. It's not the case. Number two is、um, the education itself. It's your intention to learn, your intention to understand, that keeps you going into the fun of it. Right? If there's no fun, you cannot you cannot carry on very far, and that gives me the fun,、um, the curiosity, keep me into the fun of learning whatever I'm learning and keep on going. So that's why、mm-hmm. I have all of these in the bio. I I didn't even like like before I start writing those, I didn't even realize I have learned so much. I was just like, okay, this is fun. I go learn it. This is fun. I go learn it. That helped me. I go learn it. I just scrap them piece by piece, step by step. And then when I look back a few years later, it's like, wow, that was a lot of stuff that I learned, and it's so fun. 
-hmm. <laughs> and that's turned me from a totally sadden, totally hateful, totally resentful person into a joyful, cheerful person that I am now. Right? You knew me when I was already a yoga teacher. Probably, if I don't tell you that I was so suicidal, so depressed, so sad, and so whatever, you wouldn't even see that trait from me. I guess. Because right? I have totally changed, and this change is not one day, but there are like days that are the impacts are bigger, the changes are bigger, but it's always like little step, little step, little step accumulate over the time, that there is something keeping you going on those footsteps, and that's something. Some people like different people want different thing in those footsteps. I want fun. I want to keep the curiosity because I'm a curious person. I'm a quite nosy person, <laughs> so I utilize that into the learning, and I keep on learning. And that's helped me come out from a very hopeless uh, pit, climbing up. And then when I look back, I'm not afraid of it anymore. Some people um, ask me, like some of the students ask me, "How do you know that you have finished with one lesson?" I said, if you look back, you don't hate it anymore. You're not afraid of it anymore. You look at that dark hole. You look at that pit. You say, "Ah, I came out from there. Interesting. Whatever. You're mm -hmm. done." But if you're like, "Oh, I don't want to go back in there. Oh, that's driving us." You're not done yet. There's still a pole. That pole you need to resolve. So learning all this principle helped me. On a daily basis, that I look at myself in every moment. Do I still have any pull towards all those history of mine? Do I still have any judgment that keeps bringing me back into、um, anything that is not me?、Mm -hmm. And again, that keep on going. So when you made the promises to your children, why why did you make them? What what was why why create these promises to your children? What was the reason behind it? Well, at the time, I wasn't I wasn't feeling my own power, so I have to kind of mix something to make myself believe into the powerful state of mind. So I'm a person who, if I make a promise, I'll make it happen. So、mm. I know myself very well. So I think like awakening one on one is you know yourself, right? At the time, what you're strong, what you're not. Let's be honest, right? We're human being. You need to allow yourself to acknowledge. Okay, I'm not strong here. It's okay. And then, what is the opposite of that? What can I do to bring myself to that state? Then you do that. So eventually, when you do that enough, you'll be naturally strong. Just like, oh, you know,、um, my core is not strong enough. Then I do plank. Right, I do plank, I do chaturanga, whatsoever. I do that enough until I'm naturally strong. Then I don't have to force myself to it. I just like I'm naturally being strong. But you need, when you're not in the state, you need a path to go there, right? So that promise is a path. That promise that I know I can hold, I would honor, and I would make it happen. So promise for me, it's it's a biggie at the time.、Mm -hmm. So when I know I make a promise, I'll make it happen. So know what will 
what over the years, what keep you going that you you would absolutely honor? Use it as a path that bring you to the place that you want, but you're not sure. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I'm just I'm always curious to know about a promise because I believe that we are constantly making promises or contracts mm-hmm. with the universe, and. Sometimes we don't keep them, and sometimes we do. It's not a judgment of the individual; mm-hmm. it's just where they are and where they were at that time. So, I was curious to know why. Mm-hmm. How yeah, did you know? But how did yeah, you know I, that? I, Please continue. Sorry. Well, I was yeah, going to so. say, how... <laughs> go, for go for it, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. When you are in the state of your power, you don't need to keep on making the promises. Because you live in every moment, whatever that is available to you, you always choose what's worth for you at the time. But before you get there, mm-hmm. right? It's more like an option for you to to get to the point you want to be. Like maybe a promise, or maybe a practice, maybe a skills. To me, it's all like tools. Whatever tools you pick, it's no right or wrong, or should or shouldn't. It's more like this tool works for you, then you use this tool. That tool works for you. Then you you use that tool, and 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 if this tool that someone works doesn't work on you, it's okay. Try another tool. There's so much resources around us. There's so much knowledge that we can um, uh, make use of. Like why limit to yourself that you have to be or you have not to be in it? Like 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 if you if you don't like promise, then don't use promise. Use something else. Mm-hmm. But not limit others because you don't believe in it. Doesn't mean that other people cannot use it. You don't use it, you don't use it. That's your that's your personal choice. But at the same time, let other people do what they need to do to be there. So that 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 gets us out of the judgment of others, and also out of the judgment of yourself. Because you never know. One day when you come back to this same tool, you might find it okay. It didn't work for me before, but it may work for me now. But if you judge this tool, maybe a promise,、uh, a breathing technique, or Reiki, or whatever a tool, it's just a name. But if you judge that as okay, I really don't need that. Fine. But ten years later, it might work for you. If you have, if you carry that judgment over the ten years, you will not even look at that. But that might hold a very key in that moment ten years later that will help you the most.、Mm-hmm. Right. So honor the moment that. Right now, it doesn't work for me. I put it aside, but that's still available to me. Later on, I come back whenever tools in front of me that I need for the situation. I choose it again. But what is flexibility? A lot of students often ask me as a yoga teacher, "What is flexibility?" It's the perspective that you allow options, and you allow yourself to choose those options, whatever those options are. That is flexibility. It's the freedom, the power to be able to see, to choose what is available to you at a time. And when you are going into full flexibility, you actually realize that everything is available. Everything is possible. You just at this moment, what do I want to experience now?、Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So when you're growing up、um, after. You know, after witnessing an event like that,、mm. how did it? 
the question I want to ask after witnessing an event like that, how did your life play out for the next few years? Um, I would say like I was five when my mother killed herself and all the way up to 20 years old before I got married was I was lonely, self-centered, very bitter, lots of judgment over myself and over others. It's like, I can walk to school and believe that everyone who look at me or just have a glance when I pass by, they will be talking about me, mm-hmm. saying bad things about me. This is how bad I was. Like, this is how I was at the time. That believing the world is against me. Everything is dark. Everybody have no good intention for me. Everybody hates me. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was my life for a long time. Um, so I also have a few unsuccessful relationship from 14 years old. <laughs> my puppy love started at 14. <laughs> this is very typical for, um, um, single parent family that you could not find the approval and love in the home. You'll find it elsewhere, mm-hmm. but without knowing what love actually is and without having the experience of being approved and loved enough, you go out there, you would not find it either. Because mm-hmm. you cannot recognize it. Even if it appears, it, you will not recognize it. So that is the lesson I learned until I got married. We still have a lot of stumble over the year of marriage, but I'm still married to the same guy. <laughs> 20, how many years now? 20, uh, lost count. 20, this year will be 27 years like at the end of the year. So it's 26 years already. Mm-hmm. I was still with the same guy. <laughs> still learning with him. <laughs> I don't know if he's watching right now. Hi. <laughs> so yeah. And uh he, he brought me a lot of new experiences, um, totally unconditional love. Um, and I start to really understand what love is about. Mm-hmm. Uh but not enough for myself to come out from that suicidal mode. I still could not see what my life is for. Right In that state, I could not see what my life is for, even though I do have that deep down belief that as long as I'm still alive, there must be for a purpose. I haven't found it for at least like, three decades later. Mm-hmm. Right? From the point my mother died to all the way to the bedridden experience in my late 30s, I did not find it. I went for churches. I went for many religions. I, I grew up in Catholic church. Um, I went through Christianity, also with Mormons. Uh, my nanny is Taoist. My father is kind of like a Buddhist. Uh, so we worship different kind of things at home. And uh, also I, I studied Kabbalah for a year. Um, like there are many other things. So, but yeah, religion taught me a lot of things, but not enough for me to see the purpose of my existence. Because later on, I realized my purpose of existence is outside of the religion. But the religion serves as a foundation of certain tools that I can utilize. So never diminish or think small of all the experience you have. Because they do accumulate in some ways to help you, sustain you when you find that level of purpose. Mm-hmm. But without all of these background of religious study I would not be able to sustain what I'm doing right now let's put it this way 
it's, it's not one thing. It has to be a lot of integrated understanding in between. So everything counts, but none of those at the time standing out. Some stay a little longer, but none of those standing out alone. But mm -hmm. I found that once I start to learn to integrate them, I start to see more light and see more answer. So I start to realize that, okay, actually my purpose here is to grab all of these together, integrate them, recreate them into something more useful. So you see in my bio, this is also what I'm saying. Like, I believe we are complex beings. So we need complex elements. But no matter how complex all the elements are, the goal is to find oneness. It's like a cake, right? You have different elements like the flour, the sugar, the fat, um, the, 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 the cream, dairy, whatever you put on, the fruits, decoration, glazing, everything. But all of them serve one purpose, is to make a cake, mm -hmm. oneness. But without any of those elements, like if any of those elements is missing, this cake is not one. Mm -hmm. So this is how I see myself, my work, and this whole game of human now is we have so many variations of existence as being human, right? Almost like 8 billion people now. None of us, none of us is exactly the same. At least there's almost like a billion different variations of human existence right now together in this one world. Not to mention the parallel world, the, the whatsoever. Mm -hmm. At least, right? Isn't that a huge number? But that's not the end of it. That's the beauty of it, right? We're still including more variation of existence. This is the game of existence is to express different options. Remember flexibility is the different options of existence. Mm -hmm. and, and we are experiencing that. But yet we fight each other for that, for that exploration. That's why we have suffering and pain. But when we start to honor, okay, the flower has to be a flower to hold a cake. The fat has to be the fat to make it rich. And the flower should not say to the fat that, hey, you're wrong being fat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And so does the fashion, not say to the flower, hey, you've been too dry, mm -hmm. right? We all serve a purpose. When we honor each other's purposes and integrate into one great whole, the cake, come on, Rala. But before that, we'll still be fighting. There will still be wars. There will still be greed. There will still be whatsoever. But that has to start within us. That honoration of differences into equality honoration of differences into all-purposeful connection. Before we become one, we need to honor differences. We're not trying to make anyone like ourselves. So this is another reason why a lot of students ask me, why don't you have a course? Why don't you have, you know, a big talk? I said, you guys can do that. <laughs> but I want to make it personal for you. Mm-hmm. So whatever that you're good at, you bring it out to the people that need that. But my job is to make you, 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 him, him, she, she. I'm not putting out a model for everyone to mold themselves in. No. I found you. I look at you. 
and I tell you, maybe this is you you want to consider. And you decide if you want to come into that you or some other you that you can realize. So, yeah, this is me right now. <laughs> so when did you start to discover the you in you? I'm still discovering. <laughs> Not fully. <laughs> but more and more, yeah. Every day, every day. It's an everyday thing. It's not it's not a one-time event thing. People often think if, if there is an angel come down, put the hand over my head, and then you change altogether. No, it doesn't happen that way. It's through the every little thing in realization. Remember, we are a universe inside ourselves with all the elements included. So how can you be rushing yourself through all the elements? So much in you. Not not even men- try to mention the energetic world, just to to talk about the physical structure. But 206 bones, 648 named the muscle, and millions of them not named it. And then all these like, systems of energetic and, and nerve and then circulation and then lymph, blah, 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 blah. So many things. Under trillion cells. Mm-hmm in a regular human, right? Just to connect with each and every of those hundred trillion cells, how can you rush yourself through? It's not fair to them. <laughs> so take your time, but do it all the time. Not waiting for an event to come on. The evolution of human has been considered slow. It's because we wait until we cannot handle anymore. I was talking to another student today, just today, very fresh. And I'm not talking about like, her situation. It's just like she has a lot of pain. And I asked her, like, why are you having so much pain? Like, I'm asking in the soul level. And, and then some, so after some conversation, this is this what slipped, up, slipped out from her lips. She said, oh, I'm trying to be patient, push it through, and wait until I cannot handle it. I said, why wait? Well, I was struggling. Why struggle? Before the struggling come on, if you're fully connected with you in every part of you, even in the cellular level, there will be signal that your body tells you, I am going to struggle. I'm not struggling at this moment, but I'm going to struggling in the next second. And in this split of the second, you have a choice to stay in the struggle or come out, readjust yourself, and come back in, or retreat altogether, or other options. Again, flexibility, right? Flexibility is not just in how long you can pull your joints or your muscles or what. No, 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 not that, okay? Flexibility is the option you allow yourself to explore in every single second, right? So if, oh, I don't care if you can pull your legs behind your head, but if you do not allow yourself anything otherwise, you're still not flexible here. Right? So I said, why, if you don't like that struggle, why do you force yourself into that struggle? But if you like that struggle, by all means, do that. That's your experience too. Right? That allowance of, if I want struggle, I, w- I would go into the struggle. I don't want to struggle, and then I retreat myself. That realization, the split of the second before the struggle, come on, are you connected to realize that your choice is right there? So that connection needs cultivation. And that allowance, that permission you give yourself to explore all the options together in that split of the second also need to be realized. 
-hmm. then the practice itself become meaningful to you. Maybe bring you into yeah, pulling your leg behind your head, or do something else. It really doesn't matter. Why the word permission? Because a lot of people really don't give themselves that. Right? What does that What does that mean? What does that mean is we've been programmed. That's a really good question. I really like that.、Um, we've been programmed throughout the course of our existence that we need to listen to someone else. Like from from when we were babies, we need to listen to the parents.、Mm-hmm. We listen to the parents' parents, whatever in the tribe that is higher rank than you are, who provide for you. You would need to listen for them for survival, right? You don't listen to the people who give you food. The person take away the food, you stuff. Right? That's natural, like human experience, right? And then the teachers, and then whoever that comes on as authority that you believe into.、Mm-hmm. So, again. Ultimately, we want to be in the natural state of flow of ourselves. But before that, the promise, the permission, is the same tool we talked about, right? It's just to bring you that stepping stone closer to what you are. So, for most of the people, as we still use the tools of promises, permissions to help them get to the point of being themselves. But for myself, is right now. I just listen. I listen, and then I do or not do or whatsoever. <laughs> yeah.、Mm-hmm. Interesting. A lot Interesting. of times, well, there's a there's a very common theme when speaking with individuals. They use the word permission. I use the permission, and I hear the word permission、mm-hmm. and. I'm very curious to know what other people's takes on permission is, because, as you said, sometimes people don't realize that they can give themselves mm-hmm. permission, mm. and they're waiting for an external force to tell them they can do something internally they believe that they can already do.、Mm. And when you're sitting with your students and you're having these dialogues. What is it? What is something that you tell them? Because you, from your experience, have noticed that it's not external permission you need. It's just internal trust. It's internal belief. It's internal. It's just completely internal that that needs to go. So,、yeah. when you're dealing with your your students and you're having these conversations about permission, where does it go? How do you how do you speak about them? And yeah. I I really don't have a formula. The principle that I hold is I sit and listen,、mm-hmm. just like I sit and listen to myself, right? I sit and listen to their words, their feelings, their vibe, their energy, and if they allow me to connect deeper, yeah, I listen to whatever that comes deeper, and then things just flow. I don't even need to think about what I say and what I not say. I just flow.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in each moment it comes with the natural knowing. It's not really knowing right now. It's more like it just happened.、Mm-hmm. I just I just go with the flow. Or not even just go. I just sit on the flow and let the flow flow itself. <laughs> I just sit on the flow and let it flow itself. Yeah. So it's it's really like. 
connection. If you really want to put it into words, it's connection. Maybe connection with yourself or with others is the same thing. And oftentimes, when I connect with students to that level, I will also afterwards I also reflect on myself. Okay, if this student come to me, bring me this topic, what does it mean to me if I'm sitting with me with this topic? So reflect the same thing with myself too,、mm-hmm. and see what I can find. Just be curious, just for the fun of the experience of that searching. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes was, and I, I don't know who said this: "Is we have two ears and one mouth for a reason." <laughs> exactly, exactly. So and, when we when we really sit down and listen, a lot of、um, issues will already resolve itself. I think we just lack, like, for most part of all the issues in the world, we lack listening. And I think that most people, when it comes to it, and something that you know, witnessing a yoga class from you and things that you've done is, people like you, what you do is you give something majority of people don't have, which is a place for them to, for space to be held. That's the. It's not. It's not about. It's not about me being like, okay, you're coming to me. Well, here's a prescription, and this is what you need to do. It's about, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to hold space for you. You're going to share. You're going to open. If, if this happens, but if they open up and they share, and you make them feel that this is a safe space, you're okay to share whatever. There's no judgment, and then they,、yeah. in that, they start to give themselves permission and to learn it because. We're dealt in a society where we'd be like, I can't tell this to people because they'll think I'm crazy. But then the other person's like, I can't tell this because people think I'm crazy. And then they go insane when the craziness is actually what brings us together. So- <laughs> yeah. So that is why I guess that's why、uh, that's one of the reason why、uh, there are healthcare professional and you know psychologists, psychotherapists also come to me. Not because I'm any better than I, than they are. Like in terms of academics understanding, they're way better than I am. But it's because I have no prescription, as you said, right? If they go to another therapist, they already know what they're doing. They'll start thinking, okay, what is she doing to me right now that leads to this? They cannot go connect with themselves deep inside. Me, I have no such training. I'm like a really raw person that just keep on reminding themselves that. The thinking doesn't help you. Go back to your feeling. Where's your feeling? Where's your feeling? Nothing else. Very simple. And then they found helpful just to have someone holding space for them to feel themselves without judgment, but with a focus. And that's all it takes.、Mm-hmm. And then they become better, so they can go out and help other people who need their modules. And that's great. But me, as you said, I have no. Prescription, fixed prescription. I do give homework though, <laughs> and I do want you to do the homework if you can. But there's really no one fixed formula, because we're so complex. We and because we're so complex, the skills we require actually is very simple.、Mm-hmm. Is to listen. I think today's society, from you know, from when we grew up and the things that we learned, is we think that. When somebody comes to us and speaks to us, then we must give them an answer. We must tell them to do because we must fix something. Where the opposite is true, where there's nothing to be fixed because there's nothing, nothing that's broken. Be- and sometimes people just—it's like let me 
It's like, I know you're wearing something very nice. You're looking great, but I'm going to emotionally puke on you for the next little bit because I'm, <laughs> I need to get all this out of me. And then I'll start to talk about the real things that are going on. But I need you and your beautiful dress to be there. And I need to puke all over you. <laughs> you know, instead of being like, oh, here's medicine after being like, now, how do you feel? Lighter. Okay, let's move into it. And I think that's so important. And it's so powerful that to, to, for individuals to be able to do that nowadays, where it's true, you don't need, and I'm not saying that you don't need training, but I'm saying that sometimes too much training makes us only look for one play, one action, mm -hmm. answer, where when you haven't been trained in it, you're almost open to the endless possibility of what it could be. You got it, man. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's um, sometimes when we were too refined in one thing, we can only see everything out of that one thing. But mm -hmm. for example, if you only know how to use a grinder, when I tell you to slide with a knife, you, you don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But it's just a simple action of sliding a knife over an object, and that's it. But you're like, no, 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 you need a motor, you need to grind this, you need to turn this, you press this button, plug in the plug. Too complicated now, because you only have one thing in your hand, right? When you open up yourself, see more options outside of what you know, there's so many options out there. And you, can't, you instantaneously become free. But you need to have that guts to step outside of yourself and pull the unknown back into yourself. Unknown is a beautiful thing because it's unlimited. What, what you're talking about uh, from the grinder to the knife, you know, the idea, it's very funny because you see other people, like you talk to people and they're like, no, 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 it can't be like this and then that. But it's like, it's defense mechanisms that are going mm -hmm. on. And then if you allow them to just go through it all, they'd be like, you know what, maybe you are right. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need to be right, to be honest. Like That's one thing about a lot of um, uh, therapists and professionals, even healers, fall into the trap of, I need to be right. Mm -hmm. But what's wrong to be wrong? Isn't that another way of existence? Isn't that another lesson, another thing to, to be with? Right? If... If out of 100 options, there's only 10 can be considered right, and you only allow yourself to experience what is right, out of the 100 experience, you only experience 10, 10% of your life only. What is foolishness of your life? It's light and darkness. The 90% of the darkness, which is considered wrong, is another option of existence. Mm -hmm. And we all learn from the wrongs more than the right most of the time. Because it's so rare that we allow ourselves to go there, have that experience, and come back. Right? So when you step into the possibility of being wrong, a lot of wrongs are not really wrong. It's just you think it's wrong. It's just another element lead to a different path of experience. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. For right? sure. If you, yeah, if you cannot get this math problem right, then you find that, okay, that doesn't work to bring me this, but does that bring me to something else? That's how all the inventors find the invention at the beginning. 
is they probably have accidentally do something wrong, and they realize, okay, even though A plus B doesn't lead me to C, but it actually give me F.、Mm -hmm. Now, what is F? If a person judged the F right away, they would not even look at it. They would want to, okay, how can I get myself back to C? That's most people. But for the great people, who really like allow themselves to to tap into different options. Okay, they find that A plus B equals F, and then they start become curious. What is F? Why A plus B equals F, not C? That, like I thought. What if I put F and C together? What does that produce?、Mm -hmm. What if I put F plus B together? What does that produce? Right. This is what all inventions, all great theory, all whatever that is like helpful to the human race come on is through exploration. Maybe the right exploration. Or the wrong exploration is just another exploration. For sure, and I agree with you. There's no right or wrong. There's just options, and each option will take you down somewhere. So、mm -hmm. to to understand the grinder versus the knife, it's not let me show you why the knife is the correct way. It's more of let me show you that there's options to grinding and shredding, and there's there's so many more than yes or no or black and white, which、mm. I. Which is very, very important because sometimes we get so close to ourselves, so close to it must be this or this. It's like the high school mentality: if I go to the party or I don't go to the party. No, it's like you can go for five minutes. You can go do something else. Like there's so many、yeah. other options. So many other yeah, options. Yeah, exactly. But we get so close to a, like one plus one equals two. But like you said, one plus one can equal f. You know, a plus b can equal four. It, it, it's whatever we we want because. It doesn't have to be this way. So, anyway, so we have a few minutes left before we finish. So let me ask you、um, one final question: If you could speak to your younger self, what would you say to them? Why could I speak to my younger self all the time? <laughs> I tell I tell myself everything,、mm -hmm. any self, right? I would sometimes go back to.、Um, In a formal meditation, or just just think about a memory that I had, and then I just ah revisit that memory a little bit and see what I have from today towards that piece of memory. So there's really no one thing I have to tell because I constantly connect it.、Mm. And、uh, if I'm gonna say one thing right now, it would be. Great! I love that experience. Even though you hate it now, you're gonna love that sometime when you come to my age.、Mm. <laughs> so before we go, I just want to acknowledge you as an individual. I've known you for I think several years now, and I've always in,、yeah. in, in, in always enjoyed our interaction. You know the conversation, your yoga, your wisdom. Um, your beautiful singing voice, which was, <laughs> which caught me completely by surprise. I wasn't expecting a yoga teacher to be singing after class, and you did. But also the fact that you hold space and you you don't pass judgment on individuals, and you are constantly learning yourself and very humble when it comes to things and open. So just want to say thank you for who you are, for being my life, and just to acknowledge you. Love you, man.
You're the greatest. <laughs> You're awesome. Yeah,、um, so I, I probably like、uh, the audience would not know. I two months ago, I I interviewed this guy, this great guy here in front of our face, <laughs> and then now he's doing his own show. <laughs> interviewed his full circle of great people, and 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 I I I. I think you start to feel the joy of when I'm doing this. It's because you start to realize I really have a lot of great people in my circle. And man, you are doing like three, four a day. You have tons of great people in your circle. You're so blessed. You're surrounded by really amazing people because you're amazing yourself. I appreciate that.、Thank、And、you. I really, really appreciate that I'm in your circle.、Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful one that keeps on growing, as I keep on growing. That's for sure.、Um, so before we go,、um, where can people find you? So Instagram, Mabel Pun. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah. Instagram, Mabel Pun. Facebook, Mabel Pun.、Um, if you try to message me through those social media, I do have my boundary because they're like. To be honest, there are stalkers who message me with weird messages. So if you have an intention to really connect me for some purposeful、um, work or conversation, please state what you are calling me for. Don't just say hello, Mabel. I would not respond because that's、mm-hmm. my boundary. If I don't know you in person,、um, so if you want to contact me,、um, Mabel Pun M A B E L last name P U N and、um, Facebook. Um, Instagram and also、uh, I am also teaching. If you are in GTA area, I'm teaching at Yoga Tree, so you can actually feel and see and how I teach, and then we can connect at a personal level there. I teach in Richmond Hill、uh, for Sunday night and also the rest of the week every day in Vaughn location, which is Kew and Rutherford.、Um, so far, well, there also I have a YouTube channel. I've been a little. Lazy, not feeling very strongly into doing videos, but maybe I'll pick up later. But I already have like over I don't know sixty videos. I I lost count <laughs> in the channel already. So I covering everything because as I said, we're complex being. So I cover complex、um, topics like aromatherapy, massage, yoga,、uh, meditation, um, and um, like all the. Interviews that I did with you, great people, are also on there. So if you want to see, if you guys want to see the the interview that I did with Aaron, you can go to my channel and watch that one, <laughs> where he opened up <laughs> to me, <laughs> to us and talk about himself. <laughs> um, Richmond, not Richmond West, Candice is Richmond Hill in、um, GTA area, Toronto. Yeah. Well. Next time we have a chat, we can talk more about the、um, yeah. essential oils,、um, how that helps your your children, and that whole thing in life. But for now, this is the time that we have. I really do appreciate your time, your energy, your thank words, you and、um, we'll、Same、do this again, do this again soon. Awesome! Thank you. Love you, Ben. Love you too. Bye, Abel.